Broadcasting live from Plains. This is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham, and joining me is Nelson. Hi, I'm here. And Cameron. Uh-huh. And today we are going to be looking at part one because we're choosing in advance to separate this into two parts of the 2021 year in review, such as it is. It's relating to magic specifically, by the way. We're not going to cover anything outside of that realm. <laughs> Um, before we start, though, a reminder, of course, that the show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Do check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR for all of your card needs. Um, they're great. They have very fast shipping, excellent customer service. And if you tell them Loading Ready Run sent me and put a little uh, note there, ask for, say, button, please, they'll give you a one-inch button, which right now says, I foretold you so. Also, this show and everything we do is brought to you directly by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run thank you everybody before we get into the year in review uh have you had opportunity to check out any alchemy i have not so i also have not all right so pro tip uh you boot up arena it's going to give you i i don't think this was an only yesterday thing i don't know if this was only on launch day but you boot up arena you get three packs of it Mm -hmm. then there's a free event if you join the event, it's going which is free to join, it's going to give you another three packs immediately before you choose your deck. So you have time to open those packs and see what you get out of them as well mm-hmm. before you start spending your very hard-to-find wild cards. And then the event is one of those, like, play as long as you want. And if you get, if you get all, I think it's five wins, uh, they alternate wins between a pack of alchemy and a 1,000 XP. So there's a oh. big chunk of XP in the... Uh, in that free event because they want you to play alchemy so i did i was watching kenji stream and he was doing he he was the first thing he did he's like well let's just throw together a mono red deck mm-hmm. and so i just used the list that he threw together and got those wins in a real hurry nice. um, yeah yeah i i always enjoy the adage of like if you don't know the meta sleeve up mono red yeah i had right. four of the Torolfs. is it disciple that sounds right. It's the 3-3 three, three for 3 with haste that whenever it attacks, you put f- four, four bolts lightning in bolts deck. into your deck. Yeah. So that was that was fun. And then there's, I don't remember the name of it, Geist something. He's actually the key art of alchemy. It's a, He's a 2-2 two, two for 1 and a red with prowess. Mm-hmm. And it's like Geist Catcher? No. Yeah, something, something like that. Blaster. Frenzied Geist, Geist Blaster. Blaster. There we go. Mm-hmm. When Frenzied Geist Blatter, Blaster enters the battlefield... If there are 20 or more instant and or sorcery cards among cards in your graveyard, hand, and library, which there always were, then you can rummage. Or no, you can discard a card and then you seek an instant or sorcery. So you just get one of those. And then the spiciest one was electrostatic charge. Right. So it's one in a red for an instant. Instant deals two damage. And I and Kenji misread this card initially. There's a bunch of tricky, like... (laughs) Understanding magic cards for this set is like the bar has been raised. Well, because there's yeah. stuff that you expect based on paper magic that don't happen in alchemy. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one is when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell, exile the top three cards of your library. You may play one of those until end of turn. So the phrase until end of turn is it the last sentence, but not in the when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell. Right. So you at the end of their turn, you electrostatic blast... It's blast, not charge. Pardon me. You electrostatic blast them or one of their creatures or something. Mm-hmm. Untap, cast an instant or sorcery, and then that happens. Right. So then oh. you can. So the delayed trigger doesn't expire at end of turn. It never expires until you use it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh. It just remembers, after you've cast your Electrostatic Blast, right, the game is going to remember, okay, whenever you cast your next instant sorcery, I've got a trigger. Yep. Whenever it is. It's, uh, Could be next week. It's a heck of a thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, fun also when your deck is, you know, 50% lightning bolts by volume. Right. Yeah. So... Man, we're playing like cool. kitchen table in 1994 over here. Yeah, yeah. pretty soon they're gonna pu- they're gonna print a one green mana one one uh, Llanowar elves that just says tap find a forest and put it into play. Ooh, right? Yeah. yeah, like straight oh, right. out of yeah. straight out of concrete in 1994. Right. Yep. This is what this does, right? Oh man, that would be a good joke. Yeah, so is, yeah, yeah. Add green. Add green. Yeah. Yeah. How do I do that? <laughs> I guess you get a forest. I don't know, dude. Yeah. So that event was fun enough. If you care about getting uh, experience and stuff on magic arena you should just try that event because it's free uh, and so it's you know it's like experience for your mastery track or whatever on the table um still n- you know we or at least i uh maintain in not loving how the it's not loving i don't think it's strong enough i dislike how this has affected arena or historic on arena and also it's you know as people are being like okay well what about pioneer like if you want to mess up historic like this then give us pioneer on arena like you said you were going to mm-hmm. so that, that would be nice that would be nice and uh you know and as ever the the economy needs a needs a real uh, hard look at i will say yeah, the, how many cards are in this and you can't draft it right there's 63 and you can't draft it okay and the way that duplicate protection works is if you because you so you only get it from boosters or mm-hmm. by crafting wild cards if you open a if you get a pack of alchemy a lot of the commons will be from Crimson Vow because it's like connected to Crimson Vow. Okay. If you open a fifth copy of a rare or mythic that you already have four of, then you will get a rare or mythic from Crimson Vow. And so only once oh, you have okay. both sets will alchemy packs. Get, but you shouldn't, if you're full of both sets, you probably just don't need to be buying alchemy packs. So. Yeah. But if you, sorry, go ahead. Yep. No, no, I was just going to, that was basically the entire comment was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it, if you, sorry, if you, these alchemy packs are part Crimson Val, part new cards from alchemy. Mm-hmm. And then if you open a rare mythic that you already have four of, you get an extra Crimson Val. But if you have a full set of Crimson Val, will it always give then you, you gems. an, el- okay, all right. Yeah. So it won't if you, if you give open you that a, full you, set of alchemy. If you open a pack of Crimson yeah. Val, yeah. you're only going to get Crimson Val cards. And if yeah. the duplicate protection kicks in when you have a full when you have everything from Crimson Vow. Okay. With alchemy, it's everything in alchemy and then everything in Crimson Vow. Oh, I see. And that, okay. Which is like, that's, that's fine. That's not even the worst part of the, yeah. the whole thing. It's just that the arena economy in general is yeah. not great. We just need to have a better deal on wild cards. Yeah. We need to have a better deal for crafting cards. For those, for those of you who are into Gladiator and somehow aren't on the Gladiator uh, Discord, I've been monitoring it for an update and it looks like what they've determined is that you currently cannot add the rebalanced cards in a deck built for direct game. So currently, Gladiator is digital cards, yes, rebalanced cards, no, because you just can't. They were were hoping that you could use either. Yeah. (laughs) You could be like, you know, I'm going to use this normal Goldspan Dragon, but this this buffed uh, Cosmos Elixir. I don't know, just making things up. Sure. But but no, it's currently that you can't use the rebalanced ones because they just don't let you, so... And that's obviously not the case in Historic. You just have to use the rebalanced ones. Correct. Right? You don't like have a choice. Whatever yeah. your deck was, now it's this new version, yeah. right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, now into the bulk of the show, we're going to take you all the way back to January 
where actually on my list, nothing actually happened in January except that they had a early access uh, version of Arena on mobile. But the point is we're looking at 2021 in Magic. So the first major sort of release of anything on Arena or paper or whatever in Magic was in February. February 5th, the release of Kaldheim. Yeah, yeah. For January for us was the Kaldheim PPR. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we did get to start That's playing true. in January. That's true. We did, we did do that. Probably everyone got to play it on Arena like shortly after two so days that, later probably yeah so i mean we uh, we did play plenty of call time in um in january and this was one of my favorite times of the year actually i really liked the call time fam jam mm. and i really liked call time the set like i loved getting to draft it um i really appreciate any set where you can go five color greed play all the bombs and that's a legit plan as opposed to plenty of limited set where it's like yeah the support for the man is not there or it might happen once in a blue moon but you can't sit down thinking well Hopefully I play like five colors, right? Uh, and I really like it in, when the format allows that. Mm-hmm. So I was a big fan of doing that in Call Time a lot. Yeah, also Call Time just had the great feeling of being past to Zenith Flare <laughs> and knowing how you're going to spend the next 45 minutes of your life, right? With kind of clarity. That's a Coria. Zenith Flare, the cycling one? Is that what you mean? The Boros cycling deck? Although the Boros deck in Call Time was also good. I know, we're that old, right? <laughs> The people, there's kids now that don't, that think getting to watch an episode of a show, a new one every week is new. It's the new weekly drop model as opposed to just binge watching everything in a row. I'm sorry, Cameron. It's like that. Corey, it was last year, buddy. You want a hug? If I can throw in a card from Kaldheim that I did similar things with and very much enjoyed, it was uh, Path to the World Tree. Yeah. First picking path to the world tree. It was the uncommon. It was one in a green, and you get to go looking for a basic lance. You could get some snow, and then you could pay two white, blue, black, red, and sacrifice it. Then you gain two life and draw two cards, and target opponent loses two life, and then it deals two damage to a creature, and you make a bear. So going into like five color snow greed was a was a fun deck. I've decided that I'm the one who made the mistake here, and I'd like to just, if we could cut that last two minutes out and all instead say, yeah, Zenith Flare, absolutely. The Boros deck was really good in this format, too, and I was crushed by it regularly. <laughs> the set also had sort of like surprise cameo appearance from Vorinclex. Right. Right. Which was like, what? what's Vorinclex doing in the impact zone? And the first card ever with the Phyrexian creature type. This mm. was when they introduced that. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was weird. Did we it, ever figure out from the lore why that happened? I think I didn't. I don't think we have yet, but I feel like we're going to. Okay. Okay. That w- that would be nice because yeah. I was just like, I would encounter Vorinclex in sealed in mm. much the same mm-hmm. way that I feel many people on 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 Kaldheim encountered Vorinclex, which was just like briefly. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is that? <laughs> and then someone. I, I think we found out who. I'm not up on the lore. I'm sorry. I think we found out who it was, but somebody hired Kaya to mm-hmm. come to Kaldheim and kill Vorinclex. So, or hired or asked. I don't, I don't know. Kaya was there as well. Not this Kaya. Kaya, well, yeah, Kaya's an Innistrad now. Kaya's, five, man, five mana Kaya from Kaldheim. Kaya's right? going yeah. hunting. Yeah. Anyway, Kaya's you know, a busy lady. I'm going to, in the interest of having these episodes not take 12 years, I'm going to generally breeze past secret layers. Okay. That's fine. We did yeah. that the other day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That said, at the end of February, there were they this was when they made the Universes Beyond announcement. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this was cuz they had already done the 
Walking Dead secret lairs to much uh, what I'm going to charitably describe as fanfare. (laughs) And this was them sort of formalizing like, all right, look, this is a thing that we're doing. We're going to bring outside IP into magic. It's going to have a triangular hollow foil stamp. That's how you know it's different. And did they say that every Universes Beyond card will then see a in magic like anything that's mechanically different will then see an in, an in magic thing i don't know if they promised that like i don't know if they said for the full like lord of the rings draftable set they, coming up they promised that's also gonna have another name no the lord it. of the rings set that's oh, that's different that's just that just is that it's like the okay. D, that's gonna be like the D set right okay. but like they they have i don't know where it falls in the timeline but they have much more recently said that the walking dead secret lair will that they're rolling it back to that so that those cards mm-hmm. will receive in magic uh printed versions right right that i think are i think they even said what product those were going to be a part of and it's coming up like sooner than later it's like early 2022 i think but and that's not really okay. relevant to here but yeah the the universe is beyond thing i don't know i mean I thought it's they're on the shelf over here somewhere. I thought it was cute when they had like the Transformers and D and D and My Little Pony and stuff. And granted, those are all under the Hasbro umbrella, but like that was fun. As I, I mean, okay. I honestly don't love it, but I also don't really mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I can't. I think you said this on Twitter, Cam. I just can't be. I can't be bothered to generate like anger about cards. I really love this game. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I didn't, but I also am like, eh, this doesn't actually, doesn't, this is this is not what is killing magic today. Yeah it's, yeah, it's the year when we found out, hey, there's too many releases and you're yeah. going to get tired, but, and that that's fine and normal. And like, you know, once you push through the fatigue and realize that you don't have to be totally caught up on everything all the time, you realize like, yeah, not all these products are for me, even though I'm like a diehard magic grinder or even though I'm like a, every night of the week commander player or I'm a like draft every set player like till my eyes bleed you know whatever like staunch invested veteran of the game you are there's still just plenty of these things that like just aren't for you and that's fine mm-hmm. and I also yeah. don't like this is this is going to be probably the hottest take I've ever given on this podcast I don't love that this product isn't for you has been co-opted as a snarky retort at Wizards releasing stuff that like when they were the you know people who get upset about Wizards releasing x y or z thing they you know do with like the the mocking SpongeBob camel caps of like this product isn't for you and it's like no but hold on it cannot be for you yeah that's yeah. okay yeah you can just not buy it whatever kind of magic player you are you're still getting at least as many releases per year as you got back in 2010 right (laughs) probably double yeah i don't know i i i I just i just don't like that that the refrain of this product isn't for you has been like adopted as a slam at wizards when it's like i don't know it seems healthy to not want to buy literally everything with the word magic on it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. but if you do then cool i guess as long as you're happy 
<laughs> we here at Tap Tap Concede just want you to be happy. It's true. Yeah. Honestly, I truly just want people to be happy. All right. Which is a real challenge on 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 yeah. this internet. On this Tap internet. Tap Concede for the happiness of all mankind. That's right. <laughs> We're just clawing our way up upstream through the like torrent of how to get engagement, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're like right. we're like trying to paddle this ship of just like everyone think it'll be fine. Let's yeah. just cozy up and talk we'll, magic cards. We'll, we'll host like, one of these podcasts. Engagement is engagement waves. Yeah. We'll be hosting one of these podcasts while we'll sit outside at a picnic table outside an abandoned building with a Russian banner in the background. <laughs> just says for the happiness of all mankind and you know not talk about <laughs> yeah yeah i'm there mm-hmm. i'm gonna get dressed up for it all right yeah in early march we saw the release of historic anthology four on arena which is kind of funny that you know they did all this work to like bolster up the historic format with some really like spice honestly i didn't even love these like i I, I don't play historic, so it ultimately doesn't matter what I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of liked the idea of historic as like, look, it's just that you can play everything that's on arena. And then and then they were like, but what if we also screw that up with really powerful stuff? Right. <laughs> was, was, was my initial take on it. For the benefit of stuff like Brawl and Gladiator, I was like, all right, this is act. I'm cool with these cards. Mm-hmm. But it is mm-hmm. sort of like, oh. That's I kind of liked that there was a that there was a theoretical power ceiling on Arena that the historic anthologies kind of blew out of the water. What was in historic anthology for? Let me remind myself. Was four the one with Death Shadow uh, and Stoneforge Mystic? Were they in the same Declaration one? in Stone? Okay, Iceberg Cancrix, Merlin's Slumber, Think Twice, Death Shadow. Yeah, okay, yeah. Torment of Scarabs. I just my problem with the anthologies is like I don't mind that spider spawning. I don't mind that I'm giving wizards my money. Like I play arena. I do play historic. Sometimes I tend. I figured out over this course of this year actually is like each season like between one main set and the next. I'm probably either playing draft or constructed, Mm. and it's not usually standard. I turn to first if I'm like not into the draft one. I usually play historic. So. I don't mind that they're taking my money. I just wish it was easier to parse how I'm supposed to give it to them. Because the historic, <laughs> the problem with the historic anthologies is you look at it, it's like, okay, that's a pretty hefty pile of gems. And yeah, you get more than you're worth back in wild cards, like assuming you would craft all those cards. But then each of the anthologies is like pieces from five to ten different decks. So you're mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. not sure mm-hmm. if you're going to need all the, to spend all those wild cards. And you can't tell whether you're getting a deal or not. And you'll only know like when you die or arena closes for the last time or whatever it is like you'll only know at the end whether you saved money and it's like ah can't you just i wish it was just like hey we noticed your craft you just crafted like you know 10 rare wild cards into a deck you know we noticed you're building a deck uh would you like to pay half price on your next 20 wild cards we sell you or something like that i'd be way happier with that it was just like if you could buy wild cards directly yeah well yeah. or what, whatever they want to make the deal just so that it's kind of like hey person who's giving us your money let's give you this following deal which is like you know we're bogoing you into more dollars but you know what you're getting you know it's like i can either do it and i don't get that or i do it and i get that it's probably best to do it the you know as as the professor says just to buy singles it's probably right it's probably better to just use the wild cards on the deck that you want right but who knows what the case is now at the time anyway it was probably better yeah so march 19th Time Spiral Remastered. Oh, yeah. This set was sweet. Yeah. I want to actually, at some point, now that we're doing Friday Night Paper Fights, 
again because this one only existed in paper. Well, I guess it was on Magic Online, but I haven't opened that app in a long time. Uh, anyway, I'd like to do a draft of this because yeah, we didn't out. actually get to. Did we do that? Did we do? No, we did a we sealed. Did, did we get a PPR? Or we something? did a no. We did a Friday night paper fight. Okay. See, did we do a PPR? No, I didn't think so. No, we did a bunch of shorts though. Those were fun. Go mm-hmm. go watch those short. They're on the Wizards channel. They're the ones with Beej as a butler. Nice. Those are funny. I think, but then I'm extremely biased. Anyway, yeah, I like this idea. I I think they should do more of these, of like yeah. take take an old block, you know, actually curate it. Mm-hmm. Unlike double feature. I'm looking for yeah exactly. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Invasion remastered. That'd be fun. Yeah, dude, original Ravnica block. Sure. Ooh, yeah. That would what? Oh, that's a heck of a draft environment. Mixing those up when they were so clearly delineated as five guilds and five guilds, mm-hmm. or no, original was Ravnica block three, was three. four yeah. three three. Yeah, mm-hmm. and putting them all into one environment would be, would lead to some wild like, stuff. I I would assume. Yeah, yeah, just some havoc. Yeah, I'm gonna dig it. End of March, March twenty third. Actually, there's a couple more things happening at the end of March, but March 23rd was the uh, launch of the open beta for Magic Legends. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, it'll be four months until it's announced that it's being completely shuttered. Yeah. I I played it. We played Watch it. Watch that stream. We, I, we played I it on... tuned in a bit, yeah. We, yeah, we did like a special launch day TV stream. stream, yeah. And uh, it was... I mean, the thing is, I act like I kind of liked it. Like, I like sort of the, I like action RPGs like Diablo and Torchlight and stuff like that. Like, I I enjoy that kind of game, and I was like, yeah, all right, this is rough around the edges, and the frame rate is not great, but you know, it's like, yeah, sure, all right, I can see this, I can see this sort of being okay, and it seems like they were not interested in making it, making it okay, mm-hmm. like. Judging by, I didn't play much of it after that, but judging by the the sort of chats from the community and stuff, it was like, the impression I get is that there was a whole bunch of feedback sent their way during the alpha, mm-hmm. and that was not, 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 incorp- not, not incorporated, or not like, mm. not even sort of like considered. Is, is is the impression that I get. And uh, when the beta came out, people who'd been in the alpha were like, oh, so you didn't you didn't listen to anything that yeah. anybody said. So okay. not making improvements. Yeah. yeah. So, oh well. Uh, on the, oh yes, 25th though of March, a couple days later, Magic Arena for iOS. Right. Finally. It's, that was very exciting. I, I don't think they should have pets on the phone version. I'd be okay with not being able to have a pet on the phone. It's just so much screen real estate. I know that there are things that people paid for mm-hmm. with their gems or whatever, but there's, they take up so much screen real estate. That said, it runs really nicely. I, I have it. I if, if I'm playing it on iOS, I tend to play it on my iPad Pro, which granted is a beast. It's not one of the M1s, but it's, it's a previous-gen iPad Pro, which is a very powerful machine and has nice big screen, and it runs... It's it, that's great actually playing it on 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 that is awesome. But I have also played it on my phone, and you know what? It's not bad. It yeah. is it's for it's literal Magic the Gathering on a thing in my pocket, and is is not bad. I played it on my phone a bunch this year. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I kind of wanted to live the dream of you know like you draft on the bus and then you get home. Yeah, and then you play. And I was just like, no, but I I need to pick. 
pick this one. No, this one. Right, and it was. Yeah, the draft. Yeah. Well, you prefer I also have a tiny draft? Phone. I was okay. going to say you prefer. Yeah, I, yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I wanted to this mention is, it in a in a totally not aggressive way. You, yes, because you prefer to have a smaller phone. Yes, exactly. And that, so I'm not the. <laughs> has to be difficult. Yeah, it. You know, you make your choices and then you live with them. Yeah. In the end, you are those choices, and. <laughs> you know, I've made a decision to have a smaller phone, and this mm-hmm. is just one of the consequences of that. You could quick yet, draft. Oh yes. Yet I choose to blame somebody else. Fair. Another choice. Yeah. yeah. Good call. Yeah. Whoever's to your left or right in draft. Exactly. Yeah. The deck builder is not amazing, but I I found the draft comfortable enough. I'm on a iPad or iPhone 11. So regular so kind of I, big I screen. I use an SE. Yeah. yeah. I'm on the normal one, I guess. Mm. So it's not so bad. Okay. Yeah. The, the list I'm working from, courtesy of the MTG fandom wiki, is very exhaustive and also mentions that March 28th was the Kaldheim Championship which is essentially the sort of the pro tour level uh, event, right? The championships, uh, which was won by Arne Huchenbach. Nice. So, congrats. I remember that. People were t- making a lot of sort of, because it was Kaldheim, right? And his name is Arne. Arne. Not mm. spelled the same as the character in Kaldheim, right. but there was a lot of jokes around that, I, re- I recall. Uh, <laughs> I love that this got noted down. Nick Kelman, controversial director of entertainment development, leaves Wizards of the Coast. Oh, yeah. People were asking that for a long time. Yeah, don't yep. let the door the hit your ass on the way out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. April 2nd, uh, 2021's Challenger decks. I forgot that those got released. These were the uh, Azorius Control, Demir Rogues, Mono Red Aggro, and Mono Green Stompy. Is that paper only, or was that yeah. on Magic Online or something? Okay. No, these were, these were standard... Yeah, these were 75 cards, so 60-card deck and a sideboard, standard play, uh, released in paper. Hmm. And uh, with new nearly plastic-free deck boxes. Ooh. So uh, what was in the Demir Rogues deck, I wonder? Because that was, that was a heck of a... Uh, I seem to recall these, these ones being like a pretty good deal. Yeah, two Black Bloom Rogues, a Rankle, four Thieves Guild Enforcers, Vantress Gargoyle, Nighthawk Scavenger, Zareth Sands... Merfolk, Wind Robber, Soaring Thought Thieves, Blood Chief's Thirst. Right, Drown in the Lock. Ugh, I don't miss that card. Yeah, I definitely mm. played this deck a bit on Ladder. Like yeah. On, on Standard Ladder. The Rogue's Deck. Or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't miss it either. <laughs> when when it's winning, it feels like, why are you doing this? Why are you killing me with damage and mill at the same time? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, very inexorable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I, and I think that they... Did they then stop making those? Later in the year, they would uh, say that they were stopping. No, maybe they were stopping the well, the starter decks. That's what they. That's what they stopped. We'll get to that. We'll we'll come back to that. Um, April twenty third, Strixhaven hey. School of Mages, with accompanied by the Mystical Archive. Yeah, and I enjoyed that a lot. What I I liked, I really liked the Mystical Archive, like. I don't know. I kind of liked it sometimes, and I would win or lose because I was on both sides of this. But I kind of liked that sometimes a game of draft would be like going along normally, and then someone would just be like, "Also, time warp," and you're yeah. like, "Holy crap! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> or mind's desire. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I chaos warp. That. Yeah, I uh, DT for a a, yeah. a a draft uncommon. <laughs> yeah, you know that's. It was weird and swingy, but I kind of felt it more than just getting windmilled by a, um, like a, a, a mythic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. 
uh, Magecraft and Learn were like the big mechanics, and I thought mm. both of those were super fun and limited. It was a great set. I, I can remember learning that we were going to get a Mystical Archive card in every pack. That is great. And I, and I was so, I can remember being so excited earlier. I was like, is this real? Is there like a Dark Ritual or like a Swords <laughs> to Plowshares or a Time Warp in every single pack? That's insane. And I, I was shocked to learn that they were going to be one in every pack. And mm-hmm. sure enough, in, in a booster box, you've got 35 Divine Gambits, you know, and, <laughs> and one Dark Ritual or whatever. Yeah, but still. Rights or, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a bunch of commons in there at the common level of printing, but it's still rad i really liked that it was like the the flavor of is like okay in the biblioplex there's like a spell from another plane can we keep them their own section but we've got them we've got them mm-hmm. all you can come check them out um especially so. late in the format i really enjoyed and i will do this every time it comes back to arena quick draft i really enjoyed just doing the teamer big spells deck okay which was just like because you don't draft it normally either because you just pick up cards that people don't necessarily take but like the explosive is it explosive welcome it's like a eight two, mana, two mana wrap? or no okay it's an eight mana instant that deals yeah it's like five damage five to one and three, thing and, and three to three another yeah right explosive welcome yeah. yeah so that one then the the there's like a seven mana one that makes two elementals in in red blue yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and there's an uncommon five damage and draw a card kind of like dig for a card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ins- right. the, the inspiration creative outburst, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative outburst. Yeah. At, at Mythic, well. you've got magma opus, but you don't yeah. see that one as often as just seven mana for two four fours, right? And so it's like yeah. that and the Quandrix pledge mage that magecraft you mm-hmm. drill down for a land, right? Yeah. So like every spell that you cast, you also get to tutor up a land if it's in your top three. Oh no, sorry. Quandrix Pledge Mage gets yeah, it's bigger. The, so yeah. that the one's apprentice. good. Yeah. Apprentice, and then Quandrix Apprentice also you get a land with Magecraft every time. And so and you get like your you uh field trip to get a forest and then also your the experimental study or environmental sciences, environmental studies, the two mana colorless get a land and gain two life and mm-hmm. just like you just spend the first couple turns sort of like taking some hits generally from silver quill and like subtly getting way more land on the board than than Mm. either player is expecting and then eventually you're like cool now i just get to do a bunch of ridiculous stuff and return things from my graveyard and cast massive spells and you can't possibly compete with magic of this magnitude Mm -hmm. yeah it's a fun deck yeah uh, also, the Commander 2021 was like tied in with uh, Strixhaven. We did a we we did a, right. a game of it. So it was the Silver Quill deck with Breen of the Demagogue. <laughs> reading that card and rereading that card, mm. <laughs> very confusing card. Yeah, we had to back up a couple combat steps, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. The Prismari Performance with Zaphi Thunder Conductor. Oh yeah, what uh, a great name! It's very right? good. like very good pun. Yeah. It's a pun I really appreciate. And this, if you're watching the video version, you can see on screen, this is the version before they, that, that was printed with the, the typo. Right, this card yeah. has a misprint on it, right? Yeah, it, it says, it's the name is Thunder Conductor, and in the rules box, it says Thunder Collector. Right, yeah, yeah. which I think is just, that, yeah, that's just somebody, like, typoing the name. Yeah, probably. Right. It's or, a, yeah. yeah, it's probably just, like, just one from, of those brain things. Or it could have even been... Yeah, Thunder Collector, yeah. It, it could have been... Um, like a test name? No, sorry the uh, the app on your phone that corrects your spelling. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It could yeah, have just yeah. been spell check. Spell check just like yeah. changed it to collector, right? Autocorrect. That's what I'm trying. Yeah, to say. yeah. Autocorrect. But I, I I do love that um 
somebody a couple of months ago tweeted like if you want photo references for a wizard look at conductors Stephanie yeah. conductors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like somebody going hard on Shostakovich. Yeah. <laughs> right. They've got wands. Yeah. Right? They had the Lorehold Legacies deck with Osgir the Reconstructor. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And Quantum Quandrix with Adrix and Nev Twin Casters. And then, of course, Witherbloom Witchcraft with Willow Dusk, Essence Seer, and the, <laughs> all the. All the, the irritation for us personally that surrounded that mm. that uh, that deck. the deck is sweet by the yeah. way it's just that uh uh and it was a tough pre-release to get through it, it was, was yeah. people it was still more work than every other pre-release we've had i've still <laughs> seen BPR. people yeah. comment on the magic subreddit about like oh loading ready run does the you know like they you know it was some some criticism of like you know using the preview cards for views which is by the way the explicit reason that they give us preview cards but also you know like they did this and then this and then you know like bait and switch or whatever and i just respond i was like that is not what happened yeah (laughs) you you are misunderstanding the situation oh well there was i mean a bunch more secret layers uh oh right in may this is where the magic esports made that announcement that after the 2021-22 players tour season that the mpl and rivals league will be retired and that at the time, anyway, uh, pro players basically being told that they should not consider professional magic uh-huh. as a career path. Right. The lifestyle is supposed to be over and the uh, the yeah. option to be a paid pro that plays exclusively is gone. Yeah. Right. But we don't know. We don't know what, if any. Yeah replacement that will be yeah happening. we're waiting to yeah. hear if there's going to be some sweet op in the new year uh and we're also just waiting to see how it shakes out in terms of like you know your favorite magic personalities who are pro players or the best you know the top players in the ladder or whatever you know people who have won big tournaments and what their careers are going to look like we kind of don't know yet mm-hmm. yeah when does this season actually because it's the 2021 22 season so when does it actually it's probably coming up again oh, this spring or summer, right? World, like around the same time of year? It'll be the World Championship. Oh, no, no. It's yeah. the the Neon Dynasty Championship and the New Capenna Championship and then Worlds. Okay, so late summer, right? Yeah, and yeah. so then that'll be... So hopefully by then yeah. we'll know what's coming next. Yeah. So I guess that's plenty of warning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they wanted to make sure everybody who's... They wanted to make sure everybody knows before they get into any season where they're competing for anything, right? Right. Or for anything in the future. And and make sure that it's enough time, I think, for people who are about to receive benefits and going to be in a certain plan in their life can know to plan something else, right? Mm -hmm. So they did give us lots of time. Right. May 14th was the official retirement of the Planeswalker decks, which are being replaced with the Commander decks going forward. I forgot about those. When they would print like a six-mana Planeswalker, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's that's fine. I'm happy with hey, it's more commander. Why not? Everybody loves it. May twenty seventh, historic anthology five on arena. Don't remember what was in that featuring one. such bangers as the Praetors. Okay. All the Phyrexian Praetors, Stifle, Intangible Virtue. We get Thraben Inspector? Into the, the North. No. Um I don't see it. Might have already that's had fine. it. Yeah, maybe it's not. Uh, Dragonstorm. Oh, all the commands. Okay. Oh, yeah. So all the uh, the cons commands. Yeah, not, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Ojutai Selmgar, Atarka's command. 
Dramoka's command. Ooh, Grizzly Salvage. Mm-hmm. Whirler Rogue. Oh, there are still some Kaldheim cards kicking around. Kaladesh, pardon me. Cards kicking around in the back end of Arena somewhere. Uh, next. Oh, I've scrolled past it. There we are. Uh, the Strixhaven Championship. Sam Pardee won the Strixhaven Championship on June 6th. Right. That was my birthday. June 18th, Modern Horizons 2. Yeah, we had a PPR yeah. for this one. Yes. Yeah. And this was the first supplemental set to feature set boosters and collector boosters. I did not know that. Huh. Interesting. Well, collector boosters still relatively new. Yeah. Modern Horizons 2 had some... Uh, just some some bangers. Absolute bangers. I'm trying to remember some specifically. Fantastic set. Mm-hmm. Squirrels. There's right. a bunch of powerful squirrels now. Mm-hmm. Right. Legal and there modern. Was, oh, there's there a monkey. Yeah, there was the uh, the aristocrat squirrel. Yes. Green black. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that one's still um, putting up numbers. In... Yeah, yeah. It's like a real card. It's like a real. Could we just recently had the whatever sets out right now the Innistrad Championship. Right and or the Crimson Vow Championship is it different from Midnight Hunt? the 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 most recent championship event, um, they were playing historic and standard, and that squirrel was involved Doing in stuff. historic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fits into John Food or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. They had oh yeah, new incarnations with evoke, like solitude, subtlety, grief, fury, and, and endurance. Right, 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 right. There were some new right suspend spells. Some new ridiculous suspend spells that would do like, like there was the Gaia's Will. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Callbacks to old powerful spells. Yep. Um, Urza's Saga. Oh, right. Oh, the card. <laughs> the card. Yeah, right. Urza's Saga. Land enchantment makes robots. Sure. Why not? for artifacts. Um, I still haven't had to answer too many. That's not true, actually. I played like one in-person paper Highlander tournament this year because they started coming back uh, at YG, but I'm not working there now and also i just my family is busy so i just didn't have i I didn't fall right back into the groove of playing highlander every monday but i miss it um anyways this card was i think at the heart of like all five judge calls i took within the first hour i was at yj so (laughs) sure enough just it's still confusing what Mm -hmm. judge what what is this card Mm -hmm. i i got one and i put in my deck but yeah exactly Yeah. yeah still a lot of things going on still a lot of uh confusing order of operations and you know question marks that abound on this card so mm-hmm. call a judge you know you feel like you you need to just call a judge also time spiral remastered which we already talked about and modern horizons one two here sorry both featured um showcase well so modern horizons featured the showcase treatment of the sketch frames which were cool i thought they were neat i liked that it showed like concept art and yeah the flavor text the flavor the, text was the art brief yes that was yeah. that that was cool but they also the tsr and this set both featured old magic card frames right like mm-hmm. pre-modern mm-hmm. magic card frames uh including yes the fetch lands in the, the pre-modern card frame and i i really like these me too i yeah, really too. like them i think they look super cool it, it was weird to me that like i was sort of taken aback that modern horizons 2 featured these after i was like so excited the times probably was going to feature them mm-hmm. and then they haven't like been putting them every set since then or whatever so it's, it felt a little bit weird and like I, I didn't i didn't love how like modern horizons 2 piggybacked on times Spiral remastered's coattails or whatever there mm-hmm. like it i kind of wanted them to have their own thing but they all look great yeah also, I'm sorry, I have to go back just a second here. We were just talking about an Innistrad Championships that featured a squirrel in Historic that was from Modern Horizons 2, but these cards aren't on Arena. 
So I'm just trying to remember which card we're talking about. Because there are squirrels that sacrifice things that are good. I was thinking of the one drop. Yeah. That, like pay three to sacrifice something. But did that end up on, on arena? That one's, that one's definitely on arena somehow. Okay, okay. Um, My bad. I'm going to look up. Hang on. All right. I'm just going to look up squirrel. Uh, it's the ravenous squirrel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? It's oh, it was in Jumpstart Historic Horizons. Oh, oh right. Okay. okay. Sorry, we're not there yet. We're getting. We're gonna get yeah, there. That's the one. So yeah, so ravenous squirrel. Places. Yeah, squirreling all over, all over historic. Okay. And we will get there, but we're gonna have to get there next episode because that's uh, all the time that we have for okay. today. Um, yeah, it gives us one more week of releases in December to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah see what other... Maybe we'll have played some uh, alchemy by then. Yeah, see what other possible. surprise releases they can send out in the in the in the yeah intro. I mean, we've got seven days before we do this next podcast, so yeah. they, they right could be announcing they... one this afternoon and it could come out on Monday. That's right? It's true. Yeah. It's hmm. right about when they knock off for Christmas breakdown at Watsy. So you know, just kick one more thing out the door before they all <laughs> turn off the lights and run away. Right. Yeah, exactly. Morrow's just like, oh, and one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you want one more thing for your collection or maybe several more things to save on shipping because why split them into different things go over to Card Kingdom check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR that lets them know we sent you and we do that because we think they're great and we also think you're great and you're kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run and we'll be back next week with part two of 2021 year in review until then uh, I've been Graham with Nelson be good to each other and Cameron who said that and James has been here Heather gets these online thanks everybody for listening talk to you next time bye bye